Isis Audiobooks presents an unabridged recording of The Vow on the Heron, written by Jean Plady, read by Gilly Bond. The moral right of the author has been asserted. This performance is owned by Isis Publishing Limited. Chapter 1 The Haunted Queen in the ancient castle of York, Queen Isabella lay sleepless beside her lover. There was nothing to fear, he assured her. This castle of York, this great fortress, which was said to have been built by the conqueror, with its deep moat, its drawbridge and its palisades, was invulnerable. The watch from the top of Clifford's Tower would warn them of the approach of any enemy. None could break through the massive stone walls, and those circular turrets. But it was not an invading army, Isabella feared. It was the ghost of her murdered husband. Since they had brought her the news of that night, when his agonised screams had been heard, so she was told, even by those outside the walls of Barclay Castle, this terrible unease had settled upon her. Sometimes she would awake and fancy she saw a tall shape in the room, he had been a tall man, and she would picture his face in the darkness, distorted by an expression of hideous anguish. Sometimes she dreamed that his lips moved, and that he uttered curses on those who had condemned him to such a brutal death. In the sighing of the wind, she heard his voice. Isabella, you are the guilty one. You, with your lover Mortimer. I know he was your paramour. I know you live with him in blatant sin, you, the she-wolf of France. How long did you deceive me? How long did you plan my murder? How long, she thought, as soon as it had become necessary. You blame me. Have you forgotten the way you treated me, how you humiliated me and passed me over when I was ready to love you? ignored me to be with your pretty boys. You deserved what came to you. No, not that. No one could deserve such a death. Why did they have to do it in such a way? She pictured the sly face of Ogle. But, my lady, it was on your orders. Yours and my lord's. No marks on his body. None must know that he had died by any but a natural death. It was but a settle, she saw in the darkness. It took on its own shape as her eyes grew accustomed to the gloom. Only briefly had she thought it had the shape of a man, and was Edward come forth from the grave to mock her. But because he lived on in her mind, he would not let her forget him, and he came unbidden in the dead of night. Mortimer, she whispered, are you awake? Gentle Mortimer, wake up for me. Gentle Mortimer, sighing, turned his big body to face her. What is it, my love? He murmured sleepily. Or dreams? Dreams, she answered, always dreams. They're of no substance, then. I cannot sleep, said the queen. I think of him there, on his bed, 
they placed a table over him so that he could not move. It was an iron spit, red hot in a case of horn to leave no mark. And with it they burned his entrails. Death would come quickly, soothed Mortimer. And agonizingly, she answered. They say his screams penetrated the walls of Barclay Castle. Tis nonsense. Remember Barclay, built like a fortress. How would I could forget Barclay? Mortimer, listen. In the castle they talk, the servants, they whisper together. There will always be rumours when a man dies, and if he is a king, these rumours go on for a while. Give them time. They will pass away. What if they should reach the king's ears? He would never believe them. We could deal with that, has he not always listened to you?